Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody, welcome back, thank you for joining me. Tonight I have an exclusive, as you're listening to this I will actually be in Beulil, the area where I had my experience all those years ago and I wanted to explain a little bit about what the area is like and the sighting reports that I'm going to be sharing with the people when we're there. The photographs that you're looking at are actually true to the area. The school that I went to was called Beulil, um, but it started out as a huge Tudor mansion and it was called Summer Hill House. Um, and it was very Harry Potter-esque, as you can see. We had a quadrangle, um, it's quite posh, quite, quite posh, it had a coaching house and everything. And there wasn't all the houses that you see there today, they weren't there. The house that was school was set back up of a very long drive that was heavily wooded. And the park itself had kind of gone to rack and ruin by then. It was, at one point, a very important place. Um, people actually used to holiday there. They'd come from all over to uh, stay. There was a lake, um, a very posh Edwardian mansion. But it started out, unfortunately, as um, an awful place where pe people buried the dead who had the plague. So it sort of has a strange connotation to it. There's been times when it's been owned by the army. It's actually been hit by a bomb during the Second World War. Very strange place to be. And over time, people have added bits onto it. So we have the Victorian Orangery that used to be there. And it had a butterfly house on one side and then a bottom on the other with lots of tropical plants that to a child who was from Salford was probably my favourite place to be when I was a kid. The mansion house is amazing. There's a very posh facade at the front, and even the back entrance is um, very grand. There used to be four stones outside. They're not there anymore, but um, they made up for it. And there was an old statue of Oliver Cromwell. The very first report to come in from the area that I am aware of was just in the next park along. Um, and that next park's called Light Oaks Park. And there's probably about, about half a mile between the two of them. Um, probably... A five minute walk. I mean, I might be overestimating. It's about five minute walk. If you look them up on the map, you'll see how close they are together. Back then, in the 50s, there was far less houses around, and anyone that was moving between the two would have been able to do it quite easily. And one man who worked for Salford Corporation said he was laughed at by his workmates when he told them that he saw a chimp drinking water in Light Oaks Park. His grandson, who always believed his granddad, said, my granddad wasn't the type of bloke to make stuff up. He's a pretty serious chap. And he told me and my brothers about this experience back then. He said it was in the early morning 
He was walking through Leigh Oaks Park to work and he said what he saw was drinking water from a stream in the park. Now, very similar to Beulil, the site of Light Oaks had been created from an area of scrubland uh, with a number of existing ponds and lakes. And one of those ponds was saved. One of the lakes was saved, and that's in the middle of the park now. And a mansion house was built in that in 1855. Now, going back to Beulil, so we've gone five minutes back down the road again, in 1970, so before I saw anything, I was contacted by a gentleman not so long ago, about five years ago now, whose family lives outside the area of Beulil, but they actually worked in the area and still do. One of his family members told me in about an incident that happened many years ago that had inspired him to travel the world looking into Bigfoot and Sasquatch sightings and studying the habits and behaviours of those creatures for a number of decades. Because back in the 1970s, his family member had an experience with something in the park that was described as a hairy little man and back in the 70s the park area could be a dodgy place to be after dark and back then there was no mobile phones uh, any way of getting help quickly you would have had to walk all the way to the end of Eccles or road just to find a phone phone box as it won then lots of people got robbed um it's a port town it's always had a bit of a shady past so what a lot of people would do is that they would meet up in one spot and all go home together and I think that's what they were doing that night and one evening the men decided to meet at De La Salle. one family member who'd finished work that night was waiting on the last stragglers to check in and he got caught short he needed to go for a pee and he told his mates he was just nipping into Bulo for a quick call of nature he did what was needed close to the old golf club where the bushes were wild and they'd kind of been left to ruin. As he was buttoning up, he saw a short, hairy man that was chasing and trying to catch a fox on the golf course. When the man got back to his mates, the others were ready to leave and he told them he'd seen a weird caveman-type figure weaving through the grass in pursuit of a fox. And of course, they never believed him. And he did try to get them to come back with him to see if they could see it. But they just took the micker and none of them ever believed him. Also in the 1970s, one night after a very late hours at an illegal lock-in at the Ashfield Labour Club, a man saw something he finds really difficult to explain. The witness was walking in the area between the Ashfield Labour Club and the old dog entry just at the bottom of Sandy Lane next to Beulah Park. He said he was cold and he was huddled up and he was lighting his cigar. And he saw something that he said he can still remember to this day. He stated he couldn't put a name to what he saw, but it was dark and it was hairy and it was crouched over. And as the witness backed off from the almost dog-like thing, it growled at him. And he described the eyes as yellowish and really scary. And he made off before the animals approached him further. He's owned dogs all his life, he said, and he's even raced and trained greyhounds for over two decades. He said, this was no dog. I've never seen anything like this before or since. The way it growled and the size of it was just unreal. I can still see it in my mind to this day. It was the same colour as a dark Alsatian dog, but much bulkier and its eyes were yellow. 
The area where the man saw this, there was an old Victorian stone cobbled set of stairs, very narrow, very Jack the Ripper-esque, with no lighting, and it was called the Dog Entry, and we absolutely dreaded using it at night. It was incredibly slippy as well, highly dangerous. Thankfully, it's not there anymore. But that's where I met my, my friend that day when it happened to me. So I'm stood at the bottom of the dog entry and my friend comes along and we decide we're not going in. It's early summer. It's 1982. And we just went messing about in the park. We ended up near the old mansion house, right? And we're just messing around and having a giggle for a while. At the side of the old mansion house, there used to be a sensory garden. So that's kind of filled with lots of plants that you can touch and smell and feel. And it had lots of braille. So it explained all of the plants for people that didn't have sight. Um, and there was a lot of rhododendron and laurel and ivy and privet. And it just been left to Rackham It's massive. And you could just go out, kind of go in the side of it. And you could see out, but nobody could see in. And that's what we were doing. We're in there. And we both lay and we're talking. And it, I remember it was warm. It was a nice day. Um. And I saw a movement out of the corner of my eye. We, I think we both did. And as we looked at the bush, this thing, this huge, hairy, gorilla, ape thing just rushed out of the bushes at us. And it just kind of looked at us and we looked at it. It was huge. It looked like a man and an ape had been pushed together somehow. It wasn't a kid in a mask or a strange, homeless tramp. In fact, many years later, I sat down with a police profile artist who made an artist's impression of what I saw that day. Her name was Alex Evans, um, and she got it close. It's not perfect, but it's close. He had dark, leathery skin, like somebody who'd worked outside all her life. I don't think he was really old, though. I don't think he was much older than me. I remember his eyes distinctly. They were like the stone tiger's eye, that kind of amber colour. His jawline was really thickly muscled. His mouth was like ours, and his teeth were like ours. They were flat. There was no canines or anything like that. His nose was kind of flat like a boxer's. Um, his hair was kind of pushed back, but it was long. You could see skin through it, and I only saw him from the chest up. I didn't see his body or anything like that. He looked out. We looked at him. And I'm going to be really honest and not dress anything up. I pushed my friend to the floor as like as, as I was getting to my feet. The idea being that he would get her and not me. And I was off. I just ran screaming. Um, there was no thought in those actions. They happened on autopilot. I did them without thinking. Normally, I put myself forward. I usually meet trouble head on and get it over and done with. But this situation was one of primal fear without exaggeration i acted without thought i was traumatized by that event my dad was a big hefty man he was a builder and he loved boxing he was a steeplejack and he loved sports and he was at his peak of fitness back in 82 he used to play football that thing made my dad look puny it looked like he could have just flicked my dad with one finger easily without any effort I have never been so scared in my life and I've spent the last 40 years trying to prove that event to everybody. I don't remember part of that run home. 
I just remember coming to the end of Light Oaks Park as I realised if I crossed there, I'd have to go over the overground dell and I was not brazen enough to do that. Little did I know the safe route that I chose and took home took me past an area that would result in a future report in 2016. Thankfully, I didn't know that at the time. But first, let me tell you all of the reports in the park itself and then we can have a listen to some of the other reports that are within about a two-mile radius of there that I believe are accessible from the park. The next account would be 1984, so just two years after mine. But I didn't come across it until I think it was 2012. Tom will be able to put me right on that. It went into Thomas Markham of the Crypto Crew. I'd previously spoken to him about two or three years before, and he'd released my experience in his blog and somebody got in touch with him um and as i say he says this account was sent to thomas Markin of the crypto crew so i was just drinking my tea my name is brenda and i'm from lancashire in january of 84 in the early evening about 5 p.m i was in my local park with a dog when i saw something that looked like a knee lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kid chimp. Um, I live in the northwest of England, so wintertime, five o'clock, it'll be dark. I recently read your article with a lady named Deborah who saw the Yeti Bigfoot in Beulil Park in Salford. And I wanted to get in touch because I saw the same thing in 1984 when I was 30 years old. I was walking my dog there and it was freezing cold and I was having a cigarette. And it was dark at that time of year at 5pm. I thought I was alone in the park because it's usually shut by then. But this particular night it was open. I was smoking when movement to my left caught my eye. There was a nearby light, and I saw this tall thing standing there. It looked about six feet tall, and it was quite podgy. had a bit of a belly on it. What got me right away was that it was barefoot in the cold, and it was then that I noticed it was completely nude. It had no clothing at all, but it had hair all over its body. And that's when I thought it must have been someone playing silly beggars. But this thing just stood there. I saw it had male genitalia. And that was when I became worried. I thought he might attack me. He stood there staring for about 20 seconds. And then it turned very quickly and ran off into the trees. I quickly left the park and I returned home. And I told my then boyfriend and his brother what had happened. And they laughed. And they said I must have seen the local pervert trying to pick up some brass. 
I will never forget that thing. I did not know anything about Bigfoot and stuff, and that's what it must have been. And to learn someone else saw it in the same trees was just startling. I will never forget it. It looked like a chimp, but with the body shape of a man. It couldn't have been a monkey because it was too tall. And it was like a caveman from the dinosaur days. It had a piggy type nose, large black eyes. It was full of brown hair and it had a human's face. But also like the face of a chimpanzee. It's really, really hard to explain. And she says, I'd like to keep my email a secret from the public as I don't want hate mail. But I thought I'd get in touch because that girl saw the same thing in the park as me and she was ridiculed. I was. I was. I was absolutely ridiculed. I still am to this day, in all honesty. Many of my neighbours think I'm a complete crackpot. I didn't ask for that event. I didn't conjure up a tulpa. I didn't sit in my room for weeks on end trying to come up with some being that, you know, or some story that would shape my life for the, the rest of it. That day, I had nothing else on my mind other than I couldn't be asked going in school because I'd already done the exams that they were sitting that day. And that was about it. I probably would have been wondering who was going to youth club and who was going out with who. And that was it. No knowledge of Bigfoot. No, nothing about cryptids. Lots of people asked me why I got interested in the subject. I didn't get interested in the subject. Um, it found me. I don't know 100% that what I saw was a Bigfoot. Lots and lots of people have told me I have to know what I saw and they've told me themselves what I saw. And when I've said, no, I, I don't know, then they've fell out with me or, you know, because I won't bend to will. I don't know what he was. I know what he looked like. I know what happened, like the actions. He leant out, we looked at each other, he leant back and that was it. All of that. But those questions have rolled around in my head for at least 25 years, I've got to be honest. And at one point, I never spoke about it to the public. And then there was a long time where I did what I do now, but under a different name. But now I don't care. There's nothing that people can say to me that's not already been said. It doesn't matter. So sometimes when a newspaper gets in touch, and I feel like they will do a respectful piece, I do sometimes do them. And that's what happened in 2021. And it led me to find two more reports in the same park. The chap who got in touch with me said, Hi, Deborah. I've just read your story in the Daily Star about the sighting of the strange creature that you had in Beulah Park. I remember seeing something I can't really explain in the park about two years ago when I was walking through the park at about 12.30 at night. I can't really explain in detail what I saw. It was near the old mansion house when I saw it. And as soon as I saw the article, I looked for you on Facebook. And that's why I've messaged you. It was just before New Year when I saw it, and it's been bugging me ever since. That night that it happened, I was walking home from a party, and he decided to take a shortcut through the park. Everything was normal until I got near the old mansion. As I was walking, I heard a tree rustling quite loudly, which was quite strange, as it was a still night. And there was no wind, and nothing was moving other than this one tree. After a few seconds, I glanced around and I saw the top half of a large figure. The figure was peeping from behind the tree. I was rather drunk and I thought I was seeing things. So I sped up my walking pace and when I looked back, it had gone. It was quite dark that night 
and I, I just had the moonlight to see by. I'd say the thing I saw was a brownish colour, but I cannot be sure. It bugged me so much that I went back the next day. Honestly, I think it lives inside the mansion, as when I was there with other people in the past, and when we put things close to where the garage part is, they used to be gone. And when we turned back around, there was nothing there. It became like a game, almost like something was watching us and taking the items we left there and putting them back. I've also seen trees in that park with what looked like claw marks on them. Nobody around here would believe me if I told them what they saw. I went to the park only a couple of months ago with the WIT team and the area that he's talking about is where the ley line runs right through it, but I'll say more about that at the end. And the air, the tree that was moving was where um, I think Lee was standing when we could almost see like an aura of energy around him. Another report that's quite recent came in on the 24th of January, 21. So another New Year's Eve report, but this would be two New Year's Eves since the lad in the park. So, hi Debbie. I just did a Google search for Bigfoot in the town of Salford and you popped up there at the top of the page. I did the search because the other night about 3, half 3 a.m. I went to the window in the flat that I live in. I wasn't looking for anything in particular, but I was looking out as I could see across the road from me. And I kid you not, there was what looked like a large Bigfoot creature loping up the road. I don't know if it was a huge guy jogging with lots and lots of layers of clothing on because he was moving strangely up the road. His movements were odd. He didn't look like he was straightening his legs in between strides and he had arms that were dangling down at the side with a big head. But it's really... Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dark here, so it's hard to see him clearly. He came up the road and then he took a left at the top near the underpass. And from the looks of it, he went that way. I only moved in here last March, so I'm not familiar with Salford. But I can tell you it got a bit of a swear word out of me. And I don't surprise easily. That was either one giant dude or a thick guy running up the road in a costume in the middle of the night. Or it could well have been a Bigfoot. From the little I know of the area, it looks like there's a park down the road and there are trees and lots of open land around there. Either way, I figured you deserved the heads up at least. It's really dark here and the street lights off across the road, so I couldn't say for certain either way. But that was one big dude who was loping up the road like he was on a mission. I'm surprised he didn't have an heart attack if it was just a bloke. He was running up the road on one side and then he crossed over at the intersection just past the underpass. He took a left down that long road next to the motorway. I would have just put it down to, say, a huge rugby player or something, but this run was really strange. The lack of straightening in the knees between the strides and the way his arms were dangling down. Plus he had a huge head that looked pretty hairy and it stood out to me. It was the last thing you expect to see in Salford. 
I don't think I've ever seen anyone running with dangling arms before. And for such a big guy to move up that incline like that, I imagine he would have to have super healthy or at least risk a heart attack going up that hill. He said, I weigh 15 stone and I'm five foot ten. And he was far bigger than me. And when I see others jogging past here, they look like thin sticks compared to that guy or that creature. The motorway he's talking about is the East Lanks Road where I came to when I was running. If you go directly over, you actually come to the River Irwell, the Irwell Valley uh, River, and that will take you anywhere you want to go, including up to the Pennines. In 2005, two ladies who were attending a banquet in the event hall at Beulil saw a strange grey hairy man who growled at them from the bushes. The ladies had attended the yearly event and they'd done so many times before. At the start of the evening, everything was fine. But sadly, after the second course, one lady began to gasp for air. and She'd eaten something that had caused anaphylactic shock. Waiting outside in the fresh air, the lady was gasping for breath. She was lying prone on the bonnet of the car as a friend frantically looked for the ambulance arriving. Her friend saw a grey-haired man watching them from the bushes next to the mansion house. And she said, I saw him move and I realised he was watching us. I asked him for help, but he growled at us and backed off into the darkness. The lady who was thankfully attended to at the nearby hospital said she had also seen the grey-haired man and heard him growl and she had no explanation as to who or what he is. Less than a mile from the park is the aforementioned the River Irwell Valley, which runs up to the Pennines. And if we follow that valley for about two miles, you come to the next report of what we would call, I suppose, a Salford Wildman. And this was in 2012, and it was in an area called Phillips Park Hall. It was a Saturday morning in September 2012. And being an avid road cross-country cyclist, I would be out most weekends at that time. And I'd be with a good friend of mine named Dave. We were facing in the direction of the start of the Outwood Trail with the 13 arches and the River Irwell to our left. When we both bore right onto a single trap loop which rises through the fenced off forestry land. This land was overgrown with shrubs and bush on either side of the trail for a good 40 yards. And then we'd take a sharp right and angle left. After carrying on for no more than, say, 10 yards or so, Dave, who was leading, came to a standstill. I slowed down, stopping just behind Dave, and noticed something in the corner of my right eye. I immediately looked to my right, and I saw what I can best describe as a very large creature, maybe 20 yards away. I'm not going to get into the realms of what it wasn't. I'll just say what I actually saw. It was brown in colour, not dark, but a light tan. And although it wasn't square onto me, its head sat on a very broad set of shoulders with no neck. I couldn't make out any facial expressions or specifics due to its dark complexion. And it was leaning forward on long arms, not too dissimilar to that of the stance of a gorilla. I could just see the top of its legs and its muscular thighs above the undergrowth. This all happened in the space of maybe four seconds before it rose slightly on its feet before bounding off in one movement into the right where the thick tree cover is. I estimate this thing was easy seven to eight feet tall, maybe more in height. I turned to Dave, who was fiddling with his bike, and quickly asked, did you see that? And Dave shrugged and said, what? 
I hesitated and thought if I actually told him what I'd seen, with him being a bit of a joker, I'd never hear the end of it and the ridicule would be unbearable. That was something I wasn't prepared to go through for anyone at that price. So I just answered, oh, it must have been a deer, which he again just shrugged off and thought nothing of as deer are regularly spotted in the area. We carried on our way and no more was said about it. By the time I got home, my mind was racing. I know what I saw, but I didn't know what to think or who to tell or anything for that matter. I decided to keep it locked down and not let it fester on my mind. And then two weeks later, as bizarre as it sounds, it happened again. I was alone this time and cycling in the same area. Heading down towards Damshead Lodge, when I stopped to remove some annoying bits and pieces that had gotten caught up in the bike's chain, I was immediately overcome with an uncomfortable heightened sense of being watched. Approximately 40 yards to my left was a very large bipedal creature, and this thing was standing, leaning to its left from behind a tree, staring in my direction before disappearing after a few seconds behind the same tree and undergrowth. It was exactly the same colour, and I estimate its dimensions were the same as the last encounter. I couldn't believe what I was seeing again. I still can't believe it. This time around, I got straight back on my bike and sped out of there as quickly as I could. Take care, Deb, and keep up the great work, Tony. One of the areas you can access by using Light Hawks Park is the Ellesmere Golf Course, which is in the direction I lived at the time. The first story I mentioned tonight was where a man saw a chimp drinking water was the park that I'd have had to have run through on my way home, but I have no memory of doing that. I would have had to run up Rivington or Chimonley Road through Light Oaks Park, and I came out next to the East Lancashire Motorway. And from pushing my friend and running, my next conscious thought was coming to at that motorway. On that motorway, if you follow it down, is the Ellesmere Golf Course. And in 2016, a lady called Jade got in touch with me and she said, I came across your blog while I was looking for the Finding Bigfoot website or somewhere I could report this experience to. And when I saw your site in the witness statements, I thought you'd want to hear about the strange beast my husband saw last month on the 16th of July, 2016. He was golfing at the Ellesmere Golf Course in Worsley. And while doing the round, he was on the side of the course where the trees separate the course from the East Lancashire Road. While he and his friend were playing, they noticed something walking along the edge of the tree line. And they thought for a moment it was another golfer. But after about 10 minutes or so, they realised that this thing was walking when they walked, almost walking with them. And they got the impression that he was stalking them or watching them closely. They looked and saw that wherever it was, the thing that they were looking at was very tall. It was about seven feet high. It was hairy all over its body and it was human shaped. They also said it had a barrel chest and was very large with an odd shaped head. It looked like a human, but wider with hair covering it all over. The way it leaned forward, they felt that it was either very old or in some sort of pain, or that it had an affliction. And as they looked at it, they heard it making a muttering sound, like something chattering, like the sounds an ape would make. My husband stepped forward, and it took a quick step back away from him. And when he did this, the muttering stopped and it went quiet. 
My husband's friend walked towards it and it started to sway from side to side. And they got the impression it was getting agitated. It clapped its hands very loudly and started making these grunting sounds. My husband noticed its hands were very big, almost too big for its arms. He described the arms and the hands almost like bedpans in comparison to us. He said it then started moving its hands a little like sign language, like it was gesturing. And then suddenly they heard a loud wailing coming from another part of the trees. And at that moment, the creature turned and ran away, again making this odd grunting sound. I don't expect you to believe this story, but I swear it's true. My husband didn't want to report it, but I heard that finding Bigfoot were coming to England, so I thought they may want to come here and see the spot where it happened. But I found this blog and all the similar sightings, so I thought I'd be better to contact you instead. Maybe you can shed some light on what he saw. My husband's and his friend are very down-to-earth, rational men, but John was as white as a sheet when he came home. He's played golf around these parts for years and years, so to see this was just shocking for him. He was so shaken up, I thought at first he'd come across some trouble, or either from someone on the course. When he explained what had happened, I believed everything he said. I had to make him a drink of sweet tea to calm him down. Thank you, John and Jane Lewis. Sadly, that golf course has just been sold and all the 1,500 houses will be built upon it. A little like Beulil. All of these houses were non-existent at Beulil till around 2005. Tony, who was out on his bike, mentioned an area called Drinkwater Park. Drinkwater Park joins two other nature reserves where another man saw something grey in colour watching him from across a clearing. And this happened on the 18th of March, 2017. And the witness's name was Rob. And he said, I was on the Irwell route today. It was a nice spring morning. So I figured I'd take my son for a while because we'd had been cooped up with all the horrible weather. And now was as good as time as any to catch a chance to walk. The land down there is on the River Irwell floodplain. And it's very wet. It had been raining for the last 48 hours. The Irwell was running pretty high at that point, but I'd had a busy day in town and I needed to clear my head. So I set off with my young son for an hour's peace and quiet. We have a regular route and we use the path to get in and then we normally walk off path and get into the woodland there. We were out for a while in the rain, just enjoying the day. When I noticed out the corner of my eye, a grey figure up on the bank, opposite where I was now standing. I only saw it for a split second and then it was gone. Whatever this was, it was all one colour. And it was a grey colour. And it was moving very quickly away from us. I was a bit shaken up trying to work out who that could have been up there across the cleared field. I was nervous, but I made my way over to where it had been standing. And I saw to my shock, there was a ditch. And that figure must have been eight feet tall for me to have seen him from my position. As I went to point this ditch out to my son, there was a loud high-pitched wail and the crows set off in unison above us and they were alarming and cawing. My son asked me if I'd seen a figure as he said he'd seen one too but on comparing notes I realised the figure that he'd seen was darker in colour and was much smaller than the very tall wide thing I'd seen. Did he see the smaller one because they were on a similar eye level? The crows were still making a ruckus and I was a bit unnerved at seeing something so unusual, really, 
and I figured it was time to go. And we set off back to the car, not scared, but a little confused. And my adrenaline was running. So, between ley lines, there is also a rumour that John Dee had something to do with the house in the park. And it was one of the places where Edward Keller subscribed, uh, summoned a tall demon, shall we say. Um, but we don't have any concrete proof of that, unfortunately. As I say, the lane line, the line of Albany runs directly through the park. And I wonder if that plays into this somehow. Um, but I don't suppose I'll ever know. But I'm going to keep on trying. And if you're out there and you're from my area and you've seen something really, really strange, please get in touch. There are UFO reports from the park. There are paranormal reports from around the park. And there are paranormal and UFO reports all across Salford as well. So I'm sure there are fellow witnesses out there sometimes. I will be back next week with the normal regular chat box to say hi to all you all. And if you feel like joining us, please do. Please give the video a like or subscribe as we release a video every Saturday along with the chat box where you can talk to fellow like-minded people or to myself. So until next week, have a fantastic weekend. Good night, everyone. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.